Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everybody, or good afternoon, wherever you are in the country. (laughs) My name is Doug Powell. I am the president of the uh, Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. And welcome to our event called I Can Connect. Um, I wanted to just remind you that if you have questions, we're taking those as emails on president, P-R-E-S-I-D-E-N-T, at A-A-V-L hyphen blind, B-L-I-N-D, hyphen seniors, S-E-N-I-O-R-S, dot O-R-G. And I, I'll, be, uh, I'll be on top of that to see if uh, any questions come in by email. Um, AAVL, Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, is a spe- what we call a special interest affiliate. It's for people who are older. Um, and it, it's uh, a, 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 an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind. Uh, other sponsors of this event are Karen Campbell's uh, Sight and Sound Impaired Committee of, a- of ACB, American Council of the Blind. And then we also have uh, Perkins, who uh, has donated um, CART services. That's computer-assisted real-time transcription. For those of you who don't know, and I just learned that a couple weeks ago. Um, so Perkins is, is donating that. And also ACB is donating for interpreter services for today's event. So now I'm going to turn it over uh, to Anisio Correa, who is our vo- vice president and who is going to be the main uh, facilitator for this call. Anisio, go ahead. Thank you, Doug. Good afternoon, everyone. It's a pleasure to be facilitating this call, this uh, monthly community call, AAVL. Uh, And by the way, put it in your calendar every fourth Monday of each month. We should be here with you uh, talking about a a different topic. Today's topic is the all about the I Can Connect program. The I Can Connect program is federally funded and it provides training and equipment to people who are both, who have, who have a dual sensory loss, hearing and vision. And uh, Bepin will talk more about that in just a second. Um, I have had uh, an opportunity to, to be engaged with that program as an instructor recently. And I've been amazed of how little known the program is to people that I come in contact with who are both visually and hearing impaired. So I look forward to uh, Bappen. Bappen, his his name is actually Anindia Bacteria and uh, better known by everyone by Bappen. And Bappen is the coordinator of national AT services and also the Florida and Iowa um, I can connect programs. So it is my pleasure to move the conversation to Bappen so he can tell us all about I can connect. Bappen, the floor is yours. 
Hello, everyone, and good morning or afternoon. I want to make sure that the interpreters are all set and able to see me. The answer is yes. Excellent. Anasio, thank you so much for asking me to come and join you here on this special call that we're able to share more information about our program, the I Can Connect program. I am in Florida for the I Can Connect program. I am the director, but it does apply to the entire United States. and other territories in the US as well. So I wanted, I'll be explaining a little bit more about where we're located in our geography shortly. Back in 2007, I was involved with a variety of organizations. We created committees and we wanted to work in DC as well to look at funding that was necessary for people who had dual sensory loss with hearing loss and vision loss together. How do we get access to telecommunications? Folks are able to call and you know who don't have those losses, but in terms of calls for us, we were not able to access those. In terms of a video call, for example, that should be for free, deaf folks are able to use those video relay services, right? We have people who are able to hear and see they can use the phone, but there was nothing that was there for our community. Certainly there was some text and perhaps even using the relay services and the relay services, for those who may not be familiar, is when you call a relay center with someone who has who is deaf, and you have a translator there, and they're able to take the call and make a connection, and the person in the middle is able to either type or put into a voice, you know, the, the conversation. But this particular mode is incredibly expensive. And we saw that it was prohibitively expensive. And it also meant that, that deaf and blind folks were also being limited based on what kind of site that they might have access to. And so we saw that what was going on in our, in, you know, in our community was inaccessible and also untenable. When we look at the government looking and setting up programs in terms of deafblind equipment, we finally felt like there was a place here. The VO10 and the, um, I'm going to ask the interpreter to slow back and down and go back to go back to uh, so the Deaf, the deafblind communities have access to to different resources, but to take go to spell the the word again a little slower. 
So the president at the time in 2010, thank you, President Obama actually signed into law a communication and video accessibility act. And that happened in 2010. And when that became law, that was a big change for us. And we started to see that they were developing programs for deaf and blind folks. So in 2012, what we see is that we're finally had that first established program. It's a pilot program at the time and was set for four years. It was running in different states and it was, they were running independently. The money was coming from the Federal Communication Committee and the FCC, you also know as the FCC, and they were responsible for oversight and for the money distribution. Uh, will you, interpreter, will you get clarification how much money that was? Ten, and are we saying million dollars? Thank you. Bapin will continue. So $10 million was allotted for this program. And it was distributed to 50 states, as well as the territories. We're also including the Virgin Islands. Guam all of the territories that are associated with the United States. And so it was meant to run this program for five years. Starting in 2012 to 2017. In 2017, it was then meant to be a permanent program and that each of the states in the United States and its territories would then have access to their own ICC, I Can Connect program. and that there should be a way to engage with those services. Being in Florida and Iowa, and looking at the Helen Keller National Center in New York, we had eight states and territories within that structure. And we were, I was able to run it from there, from two states. The Perkins School for the Blind has 22 states in their jurisdiction. And then there are some other states that are running independently. How the program was structured was that anybody who had a dual, sen dual sensory loss, hearing and vision, it had to be documented by an audiologist, a doctor, as well as having income expectations. They were not able to exceed a certain amount of income per year. That would allow them to qualify to be able to get the services, the ICC services put into place based on their states. So we started to look at telecom equipment. For example, 
iPhones, smartphones, which people are very familiar with. We also saw Braille readers and programs that also allowed folks who were able to use their voice. We had speech to text. And it was both for the iOS system as well as Android. Folks were able to use their computers, iPads. We really saw it go across technology. In terms of being able to access visually, that included large print and Braille. So we now see distance communication beginning calls being made, video chat, emails are being connected from state to state. And really looking back 10 years, we have seen a lot of growth because the deafblind community did not have access to that in the same way in the past and had to rely on family, friends, and other people to be able to conduct their everyday communications. The whole world was able to communicate, but it kept the deafblind community out of that, which promoted isolation. And here we see what impact this had. When folks have vision loss, over 20, and interpreter, would you please ask Bappen to repeat the number? Vision loss of 20 over 200. Thank you. You have to qualify with eyesight, eye vision loss greater than 20 over 200. In terms of hearing loss, You had to have a significant loss documented. And then the third qualifying point would be how much somebody brought in as income. So there was an income limit. And when we looked at income, Right now, this is the interpreter giving some context to those who are listening. Hold one second, Bopin. That Bopin, who was using his own note taker and reading, so that's what the silence was. So Bopin continues. We are looking at the poverty guideline and the qualifications meant that you were in within 400% of those poverty guidelines. The silence once again is Bopin checking his notes with which is done in Braille. Bopin continues. So for example,
So thank you for your patience in the silence. We are just waiting for our speaker, Bobbin, to continue. He is checking his Braille note device. He's now indicating with his, he has a, an interpreter on site with him and there seems to be an issue. So he's checking in to get the visual support to find out why this resource is not working. And I know that some of you might be listening in. So just give us one quick second. To continue, the interpreter is doing what's called escort interpreting and letting you know that the assistant in the room or the interpreter in the room is helping solve a technology problem. And so Bobbin continues, within the 50 states, we're looking also at the poverty guidelines, which are varied based on household size as well. For an example, would be a family of one would be $54,360. A family of two would be $73,403. And it continues to go up depending on the number of family members. A family of three would be $92,000. 204. A family of four is 111,000 and so on. And so when you look within the application form, the poverty levels are actually displayed. And so you're able to see exactly your family size and the level of income that would be allowed to give a deafblind person, a person with dual sensory loss in that way, the ability to qualify and get the services. This is documented within your tax forms and your tax returns. And for those who are on SSI, it's a much easier process because the documentation is there in your award letter. The Social Security Office has all of that information in their records, and so that is a very easy letter to get. And then there are other programs like SSDI, but if there's
Can you spell, Bopin, will you please spell the name, the word again? The one with the X. So there's SSDI and... Thank you. So even with SSDI, you would need to provide a tax return as well as any other documentation annually. And so that is reviewed, which would allow for a qualification. And it's important to stress here that you need to identify the number of people within your household. So once you've met those qualifications, then you would be able to be approved for the services within the 50 states and the United States territories. I'm sure folks have a lot of questions and I'm absolutely open to hearing your questions and I'd love to answer them. Mute currently unmuted. Hold plus A button. So I believe the floor is being opened to Anicio and Doug for any questions that might be coming from our audience or from you. Great. Thank you so much, Bapin. <clears throat> Very informative. So and hold one quick moment. We're going to bring the sign language interpreter back on the screen. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. So at, at this time, I would ask our host if you if you could uh, ask folks to, if they have question, questions, to raise their hands, or Doug, if you got any email questions, um, you know, where Bapin is ready to uh, answer them. All right, we do have a couple, some hands here in Zoom. And the first of those would be Ray Campbell. Good afternoon. Um, Bopin, good to talk to you again. You may remember that you and I met at a technology uh, program at the Helen Keller Center. Um, I do, I do, Ray. <laughs> well, good to talk to you again. Um, so how would, let's say, you know, I'm president of the Illinois Council of the Blind, and let's say somebody calls our officer, comes up to me and says, you know, I've heard about this I Can Connect program, and so I'd like to find out who handles that in Illinois. Is there a website or someplace that people can go to find out who manages I Can Connect in the very in their state? This is Bopin. That is a great question. If you go to iCanConnect.org. you will see the list of every state and their related contact folks. So I wanna spell that out for folks. That's I-C-A-N-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.org. Well, great, great, thank you. That's, uh, that's very helpful. And, and, we, yep, may add, and we may add that to our resources list on the Illinois website. Excellent. Yep. You should be able to find Illinois and then find out the contact who's able to serve your area. 
Okay, very good. And uh, Travis, sorry about the uh, hand, re-raising my hand. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I wondered. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Thank, thank you very much, Pop, and good to talk to you again. All right. Do you want me to keep going here? Yes, go okay. ahead. Uh, Chanel, do you have anything in Clubhouse? Not at this time. Okay. Just quit jumping on me. Then next here, we have Sharon. Sharon, you've just given permission to talk. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for the presentation, Boppin. Um, my question would be, can you describe some of the equipment that might be available? For instance, if someone with deaf blindness wants to make a phone call, um, as I might make as a hearing person, how does that happen? Thank you. This is Boppin again. This is a great question. When you go to the I Can Connect website, there's a lot of resources there. Not only can you find the resources by state, but also technology that's available is there as well. So for example, we provide computers, laptops, iMacs, We also provide software, for example, JAWS. Please repeat the, the fingerspelling of the second one, JAWS, and then Supernova is a screen reader that we provide. N2DA which is non, I'm sorry, NVDA, which is a non-visual display system. And so the clients are able to see what we have available and batch their communication preference. We're able to look at technology, do the analysis to make sure that we can provide them what they can have. And then they have the ability to make that decision about what's going to work best. There's the ability for screen magnification, like Zoom text, which is its own program, not related to Zoom. Fo there's a focus braille display. Please repeat that one more time. Mantis. Q40, APH is a program, the Hamilton 20 APH, we have a braille display called Brilliant, 
We have a, a equipment called Braille Sense, another IMS, HIMS, H-I-M-S, and then there's also a Note Touch Plus, Braille Touch Plus from Humanware. And so I meet new consumers and customers and I show them the different options that are available. And then they're able to find the ones that really match their own preferences. As well, we give them a large format printer. Hold one moment, please. Thank you. It's a keyboard. And uh, Bobbin is clarifying with the interpreter. Correct. Thank you, Bobbin. It is a keyboard with inverted colors. So it has black keys with white letters. So creating a different contrasted view. So the keyboard itself can have different sizes. They can be large or small. We also have iPhone, iPads. Again, it goes back to who are the consumers and what do they want? For me in Florida, I have someone who does use an iPhone and who do, is mobile. And then on there, the connection between the iPhone and mobile to the computer and laptop. Okay. I have someone who has a two-part system. They use their iPhone for their mobile device. And then they also have a computer a desktop or a laptop where they're able to use Braille at home. And so you can see that's one example of how the services and the equipment matches the person's need. In Iowa, the budget is different. And so how we distribute the equipment is a little different. Within Florida, we have a larger budget. And of course, we have a lot of senior citizens, as you know, chasing the sun, coming to the warm sunshine state. And so the budget reflects that. So they're able to, in Florida, get two pieces of equipment, as opposed to some of the other states that might have a more limited budget. Also, when we're looking at population numbers, for example, California, Texas have large populations. So you see it tends to be reflective of those numbers. So in terms of providing the training to our consumers, that is something that we do regularly to make sure that people can use their equipment independently. 
So for example, a training in Florida will happen, please, uh, okay. So Anasio came to one of my trainings in Florida. You work with different clients where that would be of use. And so the, it would serve your, your clients in Florida, correct? So let's see, interpreter. Can we do an interpreter switch? Hold on one moment for us while I go off screen and voice, and uh, Joe comes on screen and signs. Thank you. Okay, we're ready. Let's see, interpreter. Go ahead. So this is bopping. Um, so are there any other additional questions that anyone has? This is Doug. I have not received any email questions yet. So let me repeat that email address just in case. If you want to email a question, you can do it by emailing president at aavl blind seniors.org. Thanks. Do we have any questions in Zoom or, or Clubhouse? We do have one in Clubhouse when you're ready. And we have three in Zoom. Go ahead, Chanel. Next up is Janet Wright. Janet, go ahead and unmute. Hello, everybody. You can't get rid of me that fast, sir, Chanel. Anyway, um, my question is, if I remember, because I was exploring I can connect for my hearing issues, is you also provide, like, sound bars for your TVs? This is Boppin. Okay, the point of this Go program... Ahead, Bobin is to provide distance communication. So that's the purpose of this program. Other things other than distance communication, uh, we would not provide. Um, distance, distance communication means providing communication amongst two people or by two people. So if you know it's something equipment so you can hear the TV better, we would not provide that. Um, now, if you asked us for a CCTV, uh, we wouldn't be able to provide a CCTV because uh, people are not utilizing a CCTV to communicate with other people from a distance. They're just utilizing that to enlarge print so that they can read it. So that would not be part of the program. Also, some people had asked me, um, can I get a Braille embosser? And you're not able to get a Braille embosser. That's not part of the program. Again, it has to be pertaining to distance communication, and that's the purpose of it, this program. Okay, next in Zoom, we have Bill and Betsy. You didn't get yes, permission. Are you there? This is Bottom. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, my question is, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes. Okay. 
I don't know what's going on. I can't, I have nothing. Um, once you get all through all the guidelines for the ICC and everything, how long, um, how long do you get, do they work with you? I mean, is there a time limit or, or say you have something that's progressive? Will they update your equipment, you know, over time or is it just a one-time deal? I know that's a couple questions. This is Boppin responding. Good question. Once you receive your equipment, we will um, provide that training and we will provide ongoing training as much as you need. Um, so throughout the time frame, we will provide that training. If your phone becomes outdated and um, just does not meet your needs any longer, we can exchange that piece of equipment several years later, let's say like three or four years later, we could exchange that equipment. Let's say your iPhone is outdated and old, and we're not able to update that iPhone to the new iOS systems any longer. So what we do is we'll do an exchange for a different iPhone. Um, also, in addition to that, some uh, clients um, have a increasing uh, de deterioration of vision. Um, at one point, they may be able to see the screen, and then later on, they're not able to see the screen. So they're going to need Braille output um, or Braille display or an audio output. So that way they can maintain that distance communication. Um, so based on um, what your needs are. And we serve any age. Uh, we serve um, ages 3 to 104, that whole uh, age range. So there are no rules or regulations about how old you are. Uh, but the important thing is, again, that you can use that equipment independently and use that for distance communication, regardless of the age. Thank you. All right, next we have Dennis. You may talk. Okay, I think you said Kenneth. Uh, yes. uh, I just uh, wanted to make a quick comment. I have been using, uh, I would say I, was, I am a recipient of the I Can Connect program, and I share the information with a lot of people uh, because it has been, so, been so beneficial to help me to live independently. Uh, one of the greatest things I really appreciated was having a large um, phone button phone uh, with, uh, they have a dual phone, which one was handheld, like a cordless, was very big and uh, uh, had amplification for the sound on each each one of those phones, my desktop and my uh, cordless phone, and it was very helpful. But it, uh, this program has met me where I was and has taken me to a new level in so many ways. So for several times, I've gotten new equipment uh, because it was time for that that to happen. And uh, but uh, anybody uh, really want to know someone who has really experienced it? I really have a lot to say about the program. It's excellent, and it really meets you where you are and helps you uh, to advance and live a more independent life. An interpreter's catching up for Boppin. Boppin's responding. Yeah, this is Boppin. Uh, just um, FYI. If you all need um, a certain kind of phone, uh, 
let's say like for example a landline so that you can uh, you utilize the telephone and you use that telephone access program which is called TAP within your state you can see um, if they have an exact phone for you on that listing if not you can feel free to get in touch with us here at the ICC and see if we can provide that phone which is the that the TAP may not have so those are some options sometimes a consumer will contact me saying they want a new phone uh, something that would be a landline and I said can you check with your TAP first and if you come to and have no luck with that, then contact us and then we could locate the right phone for you. Bapin, this is an issue. Can you can you tell us what BAP stands for? TAP. This is Bapin, yes. Um so speaking of landlines. A telephone within your home uh, if you want um, bigger buttons like was just mentioned that way you can see those bigger buttons or maybe you can change the amplification on the phone so you can hear better so you're able to increase that at your own time so you can get in touch with TAP Tom um, Adam Paul and if they have nothing available then we'll be able to provide that um, piece of equipment with a larger phone that has bigger buttons so that way you could see it and it's more tactual and you can feel the numbers maybe better as well. Um, so that's one option for you. Um, also, uh, some uh, consumers have asked for uh, assistance with hooking up their smartphone uh, with their hearing aid via Bluetooth. Um, I'm not uh, specialized. I'm not, I'm not specialized. I'm not an audiologist. Um, I can try and help you connect your iPhone or whatever device with your um, hearing aid. But I would suggest that you get in touch with your audiologist as far as that goes, um, regardless if it's an iPhone or a different type of, of phone, because I would really hate it if I did something wrong and try to connect that. And then, um, you know, you may need to utilize a certain app or certain program um, that's compatible with your hearing. So I wouldn't advise that we do that, but we have done it on occasion. Um, it's, it's a telephone accessibility program. That's uh, short is TAP, Telephone Accessibility Program. Thank you. Any other yeah. questions on Zoom? This is Boppin continuing. Um, I wondered if any of you guys have heard of CapTel, C-A-P-T-E-L, the CapTel phone. Anyone on this call heard of CapTel? No. Okay, this is Boppin. CapTel, which is a captioned telephone. So, what that's utilized for, if a person or an individual, um, let's say they're deaf or have a hearing loss, they're not able to hear over the phone very well, then you could utilize a cap captioned telephone. And that captioned telephone 
uh, let's say you call a, a friend or family and you want to go back and forth, but you're not sure when to turn take. So I'm not sure what they're saying to me. So in that instance, um, you have an operator in the middle typing what the other person is vocalizing to me who's hard of hearing or deaf. That way you can read that on your screen, which is in large print, a large print screen. You read the captioning of what they're saying. Um, if you're completely blind, you can use your Braille output device or your display. You could use JAWS to have that read to you. Um, so if you are blind and uh, profoundly deaf, you could uh, benefit and use that tap, CapTel phone for distance communication. Um, so that way you would still respond to the person you're speaking with. You would respond auditorily and just let them know what you're saying. But you could give them an idea say, hey, I'm calling you and I'm using a relay service um, and I have that ability to communicate through you. I just can't hear. And so the operator will type what they're responding back through. And you can get that free through the TAP program. And that's the CapTel. Chanel, you have anything in Clubhouse? We do not. All right. Our last hand here with about nine minutes remaining is Musi, M-U-C-I-E. We'll allow you to talk. Yes, I have also been a grateful recipient of um, I Can Connect. And the hearing aid really helped for distance, <laughs> learning, hearing, living. But I've noticed a more of a hearing loss. Should I contact? I've also changed states. I I'm in a different state. Should I connect with the uh, I Can Connect of Pennsylvania since I'm here now? Thank you. This is Boppin. Um, yes, you can contact the I Can Connect in Pennsylvania. Feel free to do so. Um, just ask your um, state where you lived before. Tell them that you would like to transfer your files to the state of Pennsylvania. And then Pennsylvania will take care of it from that point on. Thank you. We are clear here in Zoom. Still clear in Clubhouse. Happen any? Uh, this is an issue. Any final remarks or any other uh, any other other knowledge you'd like to impart to us? This is Boppin. Um, also, if you receive equipment from one of the various states and move to another state, you're welcome to take that piece of equipment with you. The important thing is that you notify that state um, where you're currently located, and then they'll help um, transfer all your files to the other state where you're getting ready to move. And so that way they can support you in that fashion from that state on. I, this this is an issue. Since there are no questions, I, I'll, I'll take delivery as the facilitator to uh, add my own question or comment. Uh, Bapin, I hope you agree with the with me when I say that you know the I Can Connect program is a wonderful program, uh, but it's not the only um, it's not the end of it all. 
So as you mentioned, Yakan Connect program covers uh, distance communication between two people, between people. So it does not cover, for example, how to use a computer, how to use Excel or how to, because that's not part of the, the, the uh, distance communication. So therefore, it is important that then, even though you get these services, that you supplement these services with vocational rehabilitation or with the older blind program for for um, person the program for persons who are older and and visually impaired. So the two programs can sub can complement each other. Do you agree with that? This is Boppin responding. Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, uh, I also want to let you know where I was at. Um, I'm actually in Daytona Beach, uh, Florida currently, because I met with two clients actually here at the rehab center. And uh, I am providing equipment for distance communication. However, if a client wants to be trained on how to, um, you know, type up something within Microsoft Word or how to uh, navigate the internet, you're right. We don't train those individuals on those functionalities. So VR would take the responsibility on how to use MS Word and how to look for any information online. Uh, we do provide equipment to the consumer for distance communication, as I mentioned, and that's what the program's about. That's about it. <laughs> Great, thank you. Thank you so much. Bape and I are neighbors and today even more so closer to each other. Well, Doug, I'll pass it on to you. Do you have any other final remarks? Absolutely, I, I, I would I would very much because I, I want to thank uh, you Anicio for uh, bringing this uh, event to us, and I I want also to thank um, Bappen for coming on, uh, and uh, thank you for the interpreters. This is a, an eye opening experience, so to speak, for uh, for me particularly uh, in how all this works. And so I, I appreciate the, um, the effort that people have put in today. Also, um, Karen and Lori from the uh, uh, Sight and, and Sound Impaired Committee, um, Danette Dixon from, from AAVL, Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. And um, I know I'm forgetting some people, yeah. but- Kim from Perkins. Kim, Kim, that's right, Kim from Perkins and, and Dan, um, I heard Dan come on from Perkins. Uh, Dan, do you have any comments you want to make? No, you guys covered a lot of the questions, and I appreciate you guys taking the time to, um, you know, to hold this meeting, and I do appreciate it. And like I said, I tell everybody, you know, I can connect.org and then slash your state, and you know, this information, you contact your local representative and get more information there. And, and you can always contact me if you guys have any questions about the program. I, I um, the director for Perkins, and I, um, you know, for about 23 states. Um, but again, I so I, I have a lot of experience, and I've been doing this since inception. But you guys can email me. Um, my email is Dan. It's D A N. Dot C A T E R I N O, and that's at Perkins.org. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for being with us this morning, Dan. And thank you, yeah, thank you, Kim, who is not here today um, for her uh, 
very, very um, valuable input to make sure that this call went well. Uh, Deb found out how to how to turn the cameras back on. Thank you very much, <laughs> and Travis and and um, and Chanel for you know doing all the um, all the communication services for ACB. Um, is there anybody I missed? I don't think so. So um, thank you all. Um, and uh, again, uh, if you want any more information about the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. You can go to our website at aavl-blind-seniors.org. And perhaps, uh, Doug, maybe we, we can ask uh, those present that if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like us to cover in our monthly community calls on the fourth Monday of each month, you can let us know either by going to the website or by sending an email to the link that Doug provided before president at aavl-seniors-blind-seniors. Yeah. Boppin does have his hand raised. This is Boppin, if I may. Um, I, I wanted to thank you guys so much uh, for inviting me. Thank you, Anisio for coordinating everything. You did a wonderful job. I really appreciate this opportunity. So if you guys have any further questions, um, if you're in the state of Florida or Iowa, my two states, feel free to contact me. Or um, if you need anything else, feel free to get a hold of Anisio for more information. And thank you very much. Thank you, Bapa. All right. I think I think that's it. So thank you all for coming. And uh, we hope to see you next month at, uh, in our uh, in our next community event.